calling all entrepreneurs. If you want to know how to build a successful business and know how to navigate through the good and bad of entrepreneurship, you're in the right place. Nicole Espinosa and her guests share their secrets to building your business. This is Entrepreneurship Uncensored. All right, welcome back for another episode of Entrepreneurship, if I can say my own title, Entrepreneurship, hashtag uncensored. And today I have a special guest, Nick Good. Welcome to the studio. Yes, I'm excited. Look, I'm actually a little upset that I should have been the first guest. (laughs) You know, I've been terrible about asking guests. We're just like trying to get them knocked out. So I'm really grateful that you're here. Um, And if you guys, I I got a couple DMs on Instagram, like, that's the guy that you were were doing the contest with. I'm like, yes, so we're actually friends. Yes. And, and we work together and competitor, all of I it. I won that. I did win that. Yeah, that will literally be until the end of time the biggest debate. So we'll just go with it. Um, it really just depends on who's hosting. Because if if I'm speaking at Nick's event, then yep. he won. You know, and if he's at mine, then everybody votes for me. So we'll just go with it. Um, but I'm excited today to have Nick um, here because we're going to really talk about how to thrive in a recession. Right? What are the buzzwords right now? Like people are scared you know, inflation's happening. It's literally all over the media. And really, I want this conversation to help reframe how you think about your business. And instead of getting away that scarcity of like, hey, I don't think that I'm going to cut out for this, instead be fueled by it because there's actually great opportunity. For sure. Yeah. It's, look, between now and, and, and the next 12 months, the stock value of being a real estate agent is going to be at an all-time high. And this is something that I told my real estate team the other day on, said, guys, stop acting scared. Stop buying into what you're hearing about in the marketplace. Yep. Because like, if you start, if you are around negative people your entire time, what's going to happen? Eventually, you're going to become negative. You're going to buy right. into the sky is falling. Or you know, you're going to say, you know what? This real estate market isn't a good market. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like um, when I was at your, I, I spoke at your event uh, last week. And one of the, you know, one of the people that was there said, talk me into why I should rent, you know, or invest in real estate right now. And I said, well, okay, let me ask, are you a a real estate agent? Well, yes. And you want to be an investor, right? Yes. Okay. And I said, are you, are you advising your clients to buy a house right now in this marketplace? She's like, well, yes. Okay. Then why are you not taking your own advice and, and investing in, in real estate? And so as, as, this market, whatever it goes, whether we go into recession or not, you should be so excited yeah. because number one, this is where skill, this is where you skill up. And if you didn't have any skill over the last three years and you were still killing it, it might be in for a little bit of a rude awakening. It yeah. might, it's definitely going to get a lot tougher. Right. But at the same time, if, if, if you commit and you're willing to go really deep into your lead generation strategies and change up your, your messaging, Right. And you're going to win and you're going to come out ahead owning more market share than you did before. Well, let's go back to what you said. I think you said something really key that I want people to hear you is that it's whatever you believe, right? So like that agent that was like, hey, convince me. Like, no, you, we shouldn't be the ones convincing. You need to believe it because I can tell you all day that there's so much opportunity. But if you don't believe it, then you're not going to find the opportunity. Correct. Right? You're not going to go out there because you don't believe it yourself. So it's, it's really you stopping yourself from seeing what's really out there. And unless you're in an environment where other people are also doing it, 
you can't level up. Correct. And I think that's, I mean, where we can even start this conversation is where's your environment? Like, where are you at? Like, who are the agents that you're surrounding yourself? What kind of network are you a part of? What brokerage are you a part of? What are they saying? Because if they're also instilling fear of like, hey guys, you know, not really sure if we're still going to be here, you know, whatever. How do you expect to grow and to thrive? Well, my, yes. So we, we've coined that term collaboration over competition, right? Yeah. So it's all about collaborating with the right people, that right mindset. And, and when conflict happens, usually that's because two people get together with different beliefs or ideologies, right? right. And, and so they start, they just, they just, there's friction there. Right. And so uh, I'm starting to see the text message, the recruiting text messages from other brokerages, brokerages that we've, you and I have both been a part of. Yeah. And they, they definitely have a lot of fear around them about, yep. you know, what's coming. You know, it's uh, the clouds are rolling in, the sky is falling. Um, and you should join us because we grew, you know, we helped grow, grow agents during the last recession. And I said, right. but that's also going with that, that fear-based, that fear-based selling right. rather than let me just show you, right? Regardless of the market that you're in, let me show you how you should be able to take advantage. Let me show you how you can get ahead. Let me show you how you can put yourself, your business, your family in the best position to win in any type of real estate market. It doesn't matter whether it's an amazing one, whether, whether um, you know, the surveys are showing that it's a really bad market, whatever that may be, there's yeah. always going to be opportunities so that you can put yourself in the best position to win. 100%. And so let's talk about the facts. The facts are that in the worst of the worst, right? When we got into the business, it was the worst of the worst. No one had ever seen a market like this. No one ever predicted it. And yet we are, we're able to create what we have now. And if you guys don't know Nick, Nick has, uh, how many people do you have on your team now? Uh, we have uh, 15, 16, 16, 15, 16 agents, and then 400 in our downline organization. And how much did you sell last year? What's, what is your team doing? Uh, 63, 62, 63 million. Okay. And so if you're in real estate, you should know that's a pretty big number. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not be, bad. It could be better. Right. But the point is, is that not only does Nick do that, but then he has huge developments. He has so many things that he's created out of nothing. Yeah. Right. This wasn't something that you came into. This was, you know, and you guys can go to our other videos to see kind of his backstory. But the point is, is that he could have gone in into this business and just taken a job because that, yep. that's your part of your story. Yep. You could have just taken your job or you could have created and it wasn't it had started with your mind. Yeah. Right. It started with not buying into the fear and really believing in yourself of saying, hey, I know there's opportunity. And if I can do this for someone else, I know I can do this for me. Well, Darren, so. So the quick story version of this, when I got in the business in 2005 and 2006, everything was great. And then all of a sudden the market shifted and everyone was, was running for shelter. Well, yeah. you know, they were worried. I was already broke. So what did it matter? <laughs> True that. Right. So it's like, you know, I didn't have it's easier anything. to take a risk. Yes. And so now I, I understand, I could understand buying into the fear in this where, you know, we, we have been blessed and fortunate enough to build what we've built up Yeah. and, and. But if, if you play scared that way and buy into the hype, then absolutely you're going to you're going to suffer setbacks and losses. And and my belief is that again, I'm gonna put myself, my agents, my people in the best position to win. And that means finding where the money is flowing. Because yep. think of it this way money changes hands when problems are solved. In any marketplace, there's always problems, yep. right? And in and, and 2020, what was the problem? We hit, you know, everything was going great. 
Then COVID hit. Then everyone was freaking out because everything shut down. And how could you, how can things run when things are shutting down? Right. Obviously they're, they found ways, you know, you know, regardless of whether you agree with it or not, money flowed in, people started buying, home uh, inventory went down, um, buyer demand went through the roof right. and it went crazy. And so yeah. during that time you had to, it, again, money changes hands when problems are solved. So the problem back then is if I were to sell my house, where would I go? Okay, great. So if we if we could solve that problem for you right now, are you telling us that you would you would sell and buy it and buy with us? Yes. Yeah. So we we created a, a, a sell before buying program or, or buy before sell program. Yeah. The next one was you know buyers who didn't have uh, um, enough cash to make a cash offer. They needed to compete in this market. So great. So what I'm understanding, Nicole, is that if if you could upgrade your offer to cash and make yourself four times more competitive than everybody else then you would be interested in learning more. Well, yes. Yeah. So we created a, a upgrade your offer to cash program that helped. And in this market now, what is what is the objection? What's the problem? Oh, interest rates are too high. Um, prices are still too high. Mm-hmm. Um, we're heading into a recessionary market. So I don't know where to, you know, I don't know whether we should move or sell or not. Prices are coming down. So I'm just going to stay in my house and wait it out. Yep. So we're now seeing, we're hearing the objections. There's objections in every market. There's fear in every market. I mean, just even what you just said, I remember in 2020, everyone, and of course, what's the number one excuse on anything right now? Oh, well, you remember the pandemic? Yes. Um, I couldn't give you your furniture because, you know, the pandemic, or I didn't do this right because the pandemic. And it's like, you can continue with that narrative or you can do what you did and say, hey, how can I focus on on solving your problem? I mean, I built, I talk about this all the time. I built a whole business on solving one of the hardest problems when people have no equity. Yeah. And then shifting gears to when people did have equity and there wasn't that many short sales, great. If you have equity, but your problem is still the foreclosure, we can stop it and buy you time and then sell it. Even though you have equity, now you can make some money. But it was like constantly adapting, even when the short sales, there wasn't that many of, of helping something else. And so I think that's the key right there is that for the people listening, how can you focus on solving problems? Right. And then how can you be in an environment where that's where people's thought of thought process is, right? Being in an environment where people are constantly talking about how to adapt and keep going and thrive and not stay still and say, well, you know, the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so if you don't know how to solve problems right now, it's because you're not asking the, the right questions. Yep. And so the number one way that we started to really want to or to learn how to solve these problems is we went to the marketplace, right? So we started asking our friends, we started asking our family, we started asking people that was in our sphere that know, like, trust, and loved us. If you were to sell right now, why would you? What would, if you weren't going to make a move, why would you not? What, what is your opinion of the marketplace right now? Right. And something I think I talked about last week at your, your event was um, if you go look at the, the buyer sentiment report and uh, over the last two years, the buyer sentiment report said it's not a good time to buy a house. Because yeah. why? Prices were too high. Right. Right? Right now, the buyer sentiment report says it's not a good time to buy a house. Why? Well, because interest rates are now too high. And so the crazy part is during that time, a lot of people were buying houses and they were making obs- obscene offers. Yeah. Now, right now, you're- 100000 over asking yes, and, and all that. Yeah. And guaranteeing the appraisal, you know, paying way over appraisal and everything else. And right now, what we're seeing is that they're actually holding back because they're worried about the interest rate, but they didn't care about making a $150,000, $200,000 over asking price offer. Right. Or the people that were on the sidelines saying, I'm going to wait this out because, because prices have gone insane. There's no way I can compete. 
Well, now those buyers can compete, but they're making different excuses and saying now it's interest rate. So if you can solve that problem, great, Nicole. So let me, let me ask you, if, if I could solve the interest rate problem, if I could get you a lower interest rate right now and everything fit within your, your monthly financial budget, are you telling me that you would go buy a house? Well, yes. Okay, great. I have a product for that. Let me show you how I can get you a lower rate, how we can work within your monthly budget. And then let's go ahead and get you over to our lender mortgage, Mike. Let's get you approved. And let's go start looking at houses. It's simple. It's just solving right. the problems and taking the objection out of the way. Right. And then I remember when it was a really tough time, it was, to be a buyer's agent. I mean, that was where your excuses were somewhat valid. Yeah. But then the people that thrived, they were constantly coming up with solutions. Yeah. Like who can they go to in their network or in their you know sphere of like off-market properties? Well, guess what? If you're a buyer's agent, now's your time to shine. <laughs> For sure. Because now prices are starting, things are stabilizing. We're getting more and more inventory. So what's the excuse, right? When you come down to it, it's like, how can you, you know, if you are thinking of, hey, this is why I can't do this. First of all, that's why. That is 100% why, because you believe that. But second of all, if that's your thought process, this is the exact, it's the way you're thinking. Yeah. That's the problem. It's the way you're thinking because there's a reason why all of us are still thriving. Yeah. Right now, my problem is we have too much business. We have too many listings. Sounds poor you. I know. <laughs> no, but we're, right now we're looking for agents to help us because we have too many listings and too many opportunities. We're turning down business. Yeah. But I say that because for the people that don't have any business, understand that that's a real problem. Yeah. Right? But now it's like, okay, guys, hey, this is why we want to bring you into our, our network. This is why we want to bring you in because we created this so that we can collaborate with more agents and help them win. And that's, that's not normal in our industry. No. I mean, it's, it's very ruthless. It's very, there's so many agents from all different brokerages that are like, I'm not going to share my secrets. This is mine. And they have such a small mindset, a scarcity mindset, where they, they don't want to see you win. No, they're sharing ideas. They're sharing yesterday's ideas and right. yesterday's strategies. That worked yesterday, but I'm not going to share you with you what's working today. Until it works and I, and I kill it and then I might tell you. Well, and then it starts to die off and it gets saturated right. because then I'll go sell that to you or tell you to do that just to give you something, just to, just to keep you in my circle. But the reason why people don't do it is they're afraid that there's not enough meat on the bone. There's, right. and, and I'm a believer, look, I will share anything and everything with everyone that I'm doing because number one, people don't want to do it. Yeah. We, we get up and we make phone calls. We will cold call. Go look at our YouTube video that we did together. That was something that we had said, hey, let's, let's you know, the, the short sale calling, the cold calling of pre-foreclosures was something that people wanted. Right. And so we did it. No time to prep. We just we, got the We list. literally just got on the phone. <laughs> yeah, we got the list. We didn't rehearse the scripts. It was right then and there. And we just did it, right? And, and if you were to do that, if we did that every single day, how much more business would we have? Oh, yeah. A ton. And we said that we were literally sitting there and we were like, could you imagine with all of these follow-ups we got from just the two to three hours that me and you did it manually and me and you don't even jump on the phones anymore. We just did it to prove a point that if we have this many people that, that we could be nurturing off of one day, imagine if we did it every single day consistently, like our team does. Yeah. Our, 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 I mean, we wouldn't even be able to have the time to follow up with those people, but that's the point. You hit the nail on the head. People don't want to do it. No. No, they, they want this easy button yep. where they're like, hey, just share your secrets. And is it just I push a button and then I get the results? And that's not what it is. Or they see it. They see you on YouTube. Yeah. Right. And they're like, I could do YouTube videos. That's easy. You know, 
and, and, and newsflash for YouTube. This is hard. Yes. <laughs> Finding time because here's the deal. I actually do business and I tell this to Sam all the time. I actually have business that I have to go do. And so when I have to dedicate this because I want to see other people win, it is a full-time job. Just yeah. want to say that. Well, <laughs> and and now you've had you you you've had the privilege and the opportunity to hire out someone right. that can help with this. But in the beginning when you're running really lean and really mean, yeah. It's your phone. You got to go. You got to. You got to come up with the content. Then you got to shoot it. You got to get the right angles. Is the audio good? Then you got to chop it up. And so, but when people hear that, they're like, "Man, I'm not doing that. I'm out on that." Or they do their first video and they're like, "Okay, yeah. Why why am I not a massive hit? I did this great video one time a year ago. Where's the business? (laughs) Where's why am I not a YouTube star? For sure. (laughs) What I love about YouTube is it really weeds out everyone because most people do not stick to it long enough to put what it takes to actually build momentum. And unlike other social platforms, you cannot buy your way into creating a community. And I've spent a year plus, even before I hired out, I mean, just when I didn't think anybody was paying attention and every single time that one of you guys call me and you're like, I love your videos, it encourages me. It genuinely does. So I appreciate it. Keep doing it because then I'm going to keep making my videos because you don't feel like you have that momentum. And then after a year, it's like, okay, this makes sense. But how many people are willing to do it every day or every week for a year to see that that momentum? And look, that could be, there, there are ways to build it. You built an amazing business doing that. That is an attraction-based business. Yeah. Right? Where you're putting it out. You're educating, you're educating the consumers on, on what they need to know, what they right. should know. And that also, it's like a hockey puck or the hockey stick, right? It's like this. And then all of a sudden, it, it goes upwards. But it took years in order yeah. to do it with, with seeing very little to no return. Yeah. And the problem is most people will do that even if they went one two, three weeks, one, two, three months, and they're not getting money, they don't have enough to sustain because they're not doing other, other items. Right. And the benefit that we teach a lot of our agents and, and, and our network is, look, let's look for the lowest hanging fruit because you got in this to get paid. Right. Right. And so number one, especially during a recession, where are the problems? We're going to go where the money needs to be flowing. Right now, more homes are coming on the market and they're taking longer to sell. So where would you where would you go find a seller right now? Well, number one, I'm going to go look at for sale by owners because for sale by owners during the last two years, they didn't need that agent to help sell their house. They needed yeah. that agent to help guide them with the right offer and how to structure it properly and to make sure that it got to closing with, with very little headaches. Right. Now, they need that agent to help them sell again. They need that right marketing method and, and, and proven strategies. And so we're seeing for sale by owners sit on the market. We're seeing homes that were on the market with other brokerages, either, either that client's firing that agent because maybe they overpromise and didn't deliver. Maybe that, that agent didn't set- before it worked. Yes. Or that agent didn't set the right expectations because you know there's more agents in this business that have been licensed three years or less yeah. than, than really longer than that. So you the chances are you're working with more than, more than likely an inexperienced agent, especially in this market. Yeah. And the analogy I always use is, look, you don't care, Nicole, who's flying the plane. You get up there, you're, you're up there in first class, right? right? I'll leave the warm nuts out of it this time. Oh, Jesus. Right? Because you're just <laughs> always requesting those warm nuts up there. And, and the mastermind, everybody was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, right, Nicole? I'm like, oh, my God. 
They love that part, by the way. They love that, right? Always, always looking for those warm nuts when you're up there in first class. Then all of a sudden, you hit major, major turbulence. Right. And everyone looks panicked. They they look frazzled. The flight attendant. In fact, I was reading an article. Little sidebars. Reading an article today of how there's a there's an airlines in the UK that that really experienced some bad trouble. So bad that the pilot he left the plane first and left everyone for, to fend for themselves. Oh my god! Right. So if you had that type of pilot flying, you're like, it's no, terrifying. never again, right. never again. So you don't care who's flying the plane until there's some type of trouble midair that that plane is experiencing. And then you're like, I pray and hope to God that this person is the right pilot, the right experience. They know how to get me down on the ground safely. And this is where the right real estate agent or partnering with the right agents that, yeah. that you can collaborate with. Because look, everyone at one point is brand new. Right. Everyone at one point doesn't know what they don't know. Yeah. And so in order to learn is you got to go through it. And, and you need such to collaborate a great analogy. and have a mentor and a guide. It's such a great analogy because... It's not until shit absolutely hits the fan that you're like, shit, I should have hired someone to help me. I didn't realize that I'd be on the hook for $15,000 or I had to disclose this or I didn't realize that I, I could have had a mentor help me get this or been in the wrong group because you don't know what you don't know. Yep. And that's a great analogy because when you look at it, it's like you don't want to be that person after the fact that's like, I, I should have I done that yeah. because- you know, I, I didn't know. I mean, I wish my only regret in, in the business was not collaborating sooner Yeah. because, you know, I remember it was 2018. When did I go to KW to your office? I think it was 17, 17 2017. Yeah. And I will never forget this conversation. I don't know if you remember, but I was in your old office and I sat down and I was telling you that I was still going on listing appointments. This was in 2017. And you were like, Nicole, and I remember it was just around that time I had hired Stephanie and I mean, I was just slammed. I was doing like 30 or 40 by myself and I could not wrap my brain around not going to seeing people face to face. I couldn't do it. And it, it was a little bit ego, but it was more like, I'm the one that sets the expectations and solidifies it. Do you remember my conversation where you're like, what are you doing? Do you remember this? I remember vaguely. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to remind you because yeah. this, this made a huge impact this conversation because I'm also not somebody that you talk to and it's like, Oh, that was a great, no, I am like immediately apply it. Yeah. Right. And so we had this conversation and I'll never forget. You were like, this is not sustainable. Like you cannot continue to do this. And you're going to see that eventually that you're going to hit a, 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 a stopping point where you can't do everything and you're not gonna be able to grow. And I was like, okay, Nick, I got this. Thank you. You know, I'm, I'm the short sale like, queen, you know? whatever. Yeah. It's, it's fine. You know, whatever. I wasn't even the short sale queen then. I was just local DFW short sale experts. So anyways, fast forward. I'll never forget. I had like four or five in one day and I was still trying to talk on the phone and then people were giving me new business. And I just had this breaking point where I was like, I can't do this anymore. And when I finally took a step back, I was like, okay, this is, you know, and then I started figuring out how do you go virtual? How do we set the expectations without having to meet in person and all that? Yeah. But I say all that to say that that one conversation was really powerful for me because even though for you, it was just like, okay, I just, you know, told you what you should do. For me, I needed that at, the, at that time. And then I remember the first mastermind I went to and I had that conversation with people that were like, oh, well, you should do this instead and it can streamline you. And I'm like, well, the main, and then think about it. So I was on a, every Monday, I have my coaching call with my coach and he always, he's, he's like, all right, so how's it going? I'm like same thing every week, right? <laughs> like some days, some weeks it's good. Some weeks it's bad. And 
he always asks me where the gaps are, right? And it's hard for us to see the gaps. Mm-hmm. So when you're running and taking all that business, you can't see the gaps, right? Right, because you're 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 full on, you're you're full force, and you can o- your your brain can only take on so much, and you're you're still thinking about all right, I still got to do this, and I still got to do that, I still got to do that, and then we start then we start challenging that idea, and and there there's the type of people that that have this now this this mindset of if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? But if we could make it better, right? And, and my coach always asked me, he's like, if you could only work two hours a day, Nicole, and that's it. So you can only work two hours a day. If you work one day, one minute over that, one second over, you die. What would, you, what would your focus be on your business for those two hours to make sure that it's growing, it's profitable, and it's moving forward in scale? And I bet those two hours, you would be so insanely intentional and you would get more done. And that's almost the same concept of like the four-day work week. Where or the four hour or four day or something like that. Yeah, four where, hour work week. Four hour work week where, you know, even the people, the way that my mindset changed in going into masterminds and things like that, where the, the look of success was working less and buying back your time. And the same concept where he's like, I don't, the guy that I had talked to was like, I only work four hours a day and I am more productive in my four hours a day than I am most people in eight to nine hours yeah. because we're not intentional. And so anyways, I know we're going on a whole other rant, but like that, I think, is something that I wish I would have done sooner. And it took me a while to get into that and why I love like what we're doing because it's this constant collaboration where we're able to help agents in our group of changing their perspective. And that's huge yeah. because we could say one thing and it might have taken us years to learn, but it can take us five minutes to tell them one thing that will change the trajectory of their entire business. Well, think of it this way because I, I you said that we were taking it down a different path and I think it's you know, I believe it's a, the right path to go down because one, if you're a producing agent in this business and you've been in less than five years, you're definitely freaking out a little bit. Oh yeah. Right. And it was and, easy. And there's also people <coughs> in this business that have been insanely busy, busy and they, they kind of had that mindset that you did, right? You were insanely busy. You were insanely successful yeah. and you were doing it all. And the number one thing that, that there's, there's two things, a, a coach of mine, and I've always had this belief, but, you know, until you actually can visualize that you can, uh, uh, you know, uh, achieve this success, then even though you kind of believe that, or that's what you want, you, it, until you actually visualize you having that, you don't necessarily hundred percent embody it. Right. And there's two things. One, at one, at, in, at, at everyone's point in some time in their life, they're going to go searching for a vehicle for residual income, right? And so, first off, they should always look at a company that can allow that from day one or they can build that within, within their organization from day one. And number two is the grinder mentality. And you had it. I've had it. There's still times I struggle with it of, of man, I can do this all. I can, I can hustle 24-7. It's we're still get- hard to turn off. Well, we're getting older, though. I know. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so hard to We're getting old. And, and I told someone the other day, I was on a phone call with them and they were, they were getting me riled up. And I said, <coughs> I said, I said, there's 28 year old Nick is still in there. I'm almost 40, but 28 year old Nick is in there. And 28 year old Nick gets to the top of the mountain. There's a lot of dead bodies that I, that I go through and there's a lot of chaos, but just remember 28 year old Nick is in there, which me back then, I mean, I wasn't nice. I would get to the, I would, it, Again, I would run through people and not collaborate. Right. But it was all about my success, no one else's. Right. And they were kind of pushing me a little bit. But 
<laughs> but the the point of it is that again, we if it's all on you, what happens if you get sick? What right. happens if a family member gets sick? Yeah. And you have to, you know, start with the end of mind where you start really embodying like, all right, I need to have leverage. I need to make sure that if something were to happen to me, I know like 2018 around that time, my gallbladder went out, didn't know what it was. And I was down for like 90 days. And because I was, I was stubborn enough not to go to the doctor and it just, I couldn't eat. I was in pain. And luckily my business was leveraged that I didn't, my income didn't drop. I know. And think about how many people right now that if they were gone just a week, everything would go to shit. Yes. And that's, that's a job. Yeah. That's a self-employed job. That's not, you have to use leverage. You have to be able to, you know, most millionaires, all of the millionaires have multiple streams of income. The main one being passive. And how can you set yourself up as an agent where we are 1099 self-employed? How can we set ourselves up to where we have money coming in, residual income that's not taking us away from our focus in our business? Yeah. So, so that's number, those are the two main points that, that my coach is really, there were actually three. It's like, you can only work two hours a day. What would you do? And yeah. look for the gaps because if you're not looking for the gaps, then, then, you know, you're just always the hero. Yeah. Right. And, and look, our job in, in our business, especially when we're helping others and, and helping clients, we're, we're not here to be the hero. We're here to be the guide. Yep. We're here to help guide people. And, and so, so two hours a day, where are your gaps in your business and how are you leveraging out and what residual income are you, are you building so that in case something were to happen to you or something were to happen to a family member that, God forbid, takes your energy and focus away from your business. Yeah. October 6, 2021, my brother passed away, right? And we all knew him. And, and I will tell you that my focus has been less on our businesses than it was before that. And so, again, luckily enough that um, we had that residual income, we had the leverage, our, our, our revenue didn't drop, it actually increased. Yeah, which is so powerful. I yeah. mean, and so let's talk about what we have within our network. So what I love about EXP is I know there's such a huge misconception, especially for the people that are just recruiting, right? So you have I really feel like you have two kind of groups at EXP. Like one, you have the people that are like, let me tell you about this opportunity. And you're just kind of like, oh my God, shut up. And then you have the other that use EXP as a platform for what it is to be able to connect with agents and help them grow. And I think that's the difference is that for me, I love EXP because it allows me to continue to grow with what I'm already doing. Yeah. Right. I didn't have to do something different. In fact, it's opened more doors, especially because we are nationwide than it did before because we kept, you know, get hitting a brick wall where I'd have to be finding a new broker in each state or, hey, agents wanted to be able to collaborate with me, but financially it didn't make sense because it took away my time. And so I think the same with you, like you had so many agents that were attracted to you and your business that you didn't, we don't have enough time to help everyone. Correct. Right. Like that's just what it is guys. Like we're one person and I'd love to be able to just talk on the phone all day <laughs> to everybody, but I can't. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I wouldn't be here to be able to do it. So I love EXP because it has allowed us to create something that we're in business with people without having to, you know, to take away from what we're already doing. Yeah. Well, let's look. EXP has its has its knocks, right? They, you know, the the myths are pyramid scheme, right? No, it's not a pyramid scheme, right? You know, me recruiting Nicole and 
doesn't mean that her money that she's paying in just goes through me and no one else, right? It's not a pyramid scheme. Come on, guys. get Go look up a pyramid scheme. Go look at what a Ponzi scheme is. Just get over it. Um, <laughs> like that's It's played out. Right. Um, EXP is not profitable. Go look at the numbers. They are. So, yeah. so they, a lot of those myths people just make up because they get scared, especially they're scared at their own brokerage or that they got turned off by maybe someone tried to aggressively re- recruit them. I think that's really what it is. Yeah. It's normally based on their own experience of someone that was just like, look at the stocks, look at all this stuff. And it's like, okay, you know, and they were kind of turned off because that's all they talked about. That's well, that or you, Nicole, you never have to sell a house again and you can yeah. retire rich and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. And, and people just missed the point. They got excited. They, they had diarrhea of the mouth of that. Yeah. And look, let's be real. We're in the sales business. Everyone, regardless if you're at EXP, Keller Williams, Remax, whatever brokerage, you know, uh, that you're with. You're in the recruiting game. Right. So stop saying you're not a recruiter because every one of us are recruiting for buyers and sellers every single day. And if you're not, you're not in business. Yeah, you're out of business. So you're like the 87% in the first year that go to business. And then within five years, you're probably like the other 95%. Like people just don't stick around because everyone says they're not a salesperson or everyone says they're not a recruiter. Stop saying that. Right. You're a recruiter. Recruit agents and recruit buyers and sellers. It's easy. Right. And, And two is come and collaborate with the right minds. And, and you know, like I said, conflict happens when, when two people get together and they have difference of beliefs. Right. And so if that person's belief doesn't match with yours, then don't join it. Right. Join with the right person that's going to have similar beliefs when it comes to the type of, of lifestyle that you want or the type of business that you want. Look, when I joined here, I'm going to tell you right now, I ruffled some feathers. I didn't join some other people that were trying to recruit me because number one, I already had a better lifestyle than they did. Right. I already had more money coming in than they, they did. Well, it has to be strategic. Like, just because I like you doesn't mean that I'm going to go under. Like, for me, you know, I went under with Chauncey that's associated with you because for me, it was the best of both worlds. And so I wanted, you know, to collaborate with her because we have the same type of, you know, social presence where we were able to do a lot of things together where she's also motivated to help me. Yeah. And, and the same with you. It's like, okay, great. Now she's under you and then we can still collaborate. And 100%. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that's the key is that a lot of times people are focused on that. It's like, no, there's so many different, the key is your sponsor. Yeah. Because there's so many different groups, which is fine. You know, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, not one size fits all, but get one that you said that, that it makes sense where you want to learn from and have access to, yeah. because that's the key. I charge you know, five thousand to ten thousand dollars for mentorship, and the people in my network, they get they get to talk to me every other week. You know, on our zooms and have access to us, and they don't pay. Right, and I that's mean, huge. That's major, and it's not even just your sponsor. That is definitely a big part of it, but it's the upline. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. if you if you if you are joined with Nicole, you get Chauncey Fam, who has has built her business through YouTube as well. Um, she has a TV show. Right. Yeah. She has flipped houses. She has built a sales organization all through attraction based business and marketing. Yeah. Um, you know, myself, who's built, you know, a, a team that that is a true business. If I were to walk away, my my business still continues to to sell and grow. Um, you know, we've got Jay Kinder, who was is selling was selling five hundred and thirty one houses a year. Right. And number two Coldwell ba- banker agent worldwide. Yeah, it's huge. Yes, huge. Right. Brent Go. Who $120 million business in California, back before even when California, his part of California wasn't the super expensive part either. Yeah. Um, and now that guy 
on uh, just attraction, attracting agents uh, to, to EXP it makes over a million dollars a month. Do you want to be, do you want to be uh, rubbing elbows with someone who's making $12 million a year who can show you the path to do that? Yeah. And that's the key is that you have access to that. I mean, that is invaluable. When we first started, if we were able to just be able to jump in with this kind of environment, we would be, yeah. oh my gosh, <laughs> we'd be so much further. Yeah. I mean, when we started, there was nobody to talk to. I mean, especially for me, like I wanted a coach. I wanted help. But half the time, I remember when I got a MAPS coach and we spent three weeks of him trying to wrap his brain around my business. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not here to impress you. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to be helping me and figuring out those problems. Yep. So anyways, I think that's one of the key things is when we talk about passive income of being able to have that and being able to help agents create that too. So it goes beyond, hey, selling houses. By the way, you need to sell houses, right? This doesn't go away. Like you said, oh, get rich and all this other stuff. No, this is just another stream of income so that you're not having to fully rely on your sales and, you know, being able to actually create wealth. Yeah. Would, would you rather have only one, one pathway to making your money or would you rather have multiple pathways that you can build your business proven with mm -hmm. a repeatable, duplicatable process and have your cake and eat it too type, right? So right. multiple paths that you can go build your income on, that you can go build your wealth on and build residual income on, or just one straight path that you're just building your sales business. And then you have to go search on your own for those other vehicles. Right. I'd rather have it all in one place. Right. And with people that have already walked that path. That's what I look for. And I literally tell new agents, I'm like, look, if I can't help you, Nick can, Chauncey can. Like I have all of these people of what you said, my upline of people that I can reach out to and say, hey, this person really you know, they may even be a good fit for your team or, or whatever, but there's so much opportunity. Yeah. And I think that's the key because how we started this podcast was, you know, in a recession, people are thinking that there's, there's no opportunity. It's like this doom and gloom What the news says like, Hey, stay home. There recession and inflation and all that. Like, no guys, like this is the time. This is the time to make money yeah. right now. We're going to have so many people get out of the business. There's so much market share up for grabs right now where now you're going to have the opportunity to, to get those listings, to get that business. Think of it this way. There was one, and I, I always have to go back to the recession in 08. And that was a long time ago. It and, really was. And, it doesn't feel like it. And it I'm really trying to was. remember the angles that I was trying to go with. And, I, and, and it just came to me when you were talking about this is we wanted to start what was called the good news real estate edition because every single day we were getting hammered. And this is even before really, actually Facebook wasn't open the way it was now. Yeah. Um, and so you had MySpace and some other stuff going on. It's also not fair that your last name is good because it's like the best for branding. Yeah. Like you yes. use so many. So we were going that. exactly with that, the good news yeah. real estate edition. I love that. Because everything was the sky is should, falling. You should bring it back. Uh, we have every Friday. Every Friday if you're oh. on my if on Sorry. my email list. And <laughs> and so Whoops. but think about this. If you did if you went every day Facebook Live and you're sharing something exciting. And positive. Something good, something yeah. positive about the real estate markets. Yeah. Do you think that your sphere, do you think that people in your community, they're going to be more upbeat about it or are they going to be more negative? They're like, no, Nicole's wrong. You know, there's no way that, I mean, every day she gets on and talks about 
how this is a great time or how this how this buyer got in without paying over and asking. In fact, they got a down payment assistance program. How this person was able to get a lower interest rate through our, our interest rate buy down program. How this person walked into a house now with equity. Um, do, do you think that that her sphere is going to reach out to her and be like, I think I may want to talk to you. If you do that every single day and you stay consistent on that, just like someone to stay consistent on YouTube for how long did it take you to build your YouTube channel? I mean, I've had it for about a year and a half and it took a solid eight months to start really getting traction where people were like reaching out to me. And I know a lot that's shorter. I wish it was longer. I know. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. (laughs) But also I had a brand already. Yes. So I just took it to YouTube. But for me on Facebook is where really I started. Okay. And that took two years. Yeah. So two to to three years is an average. If someone stays, especially in the YouTube or the video market, two to three years to really start getting that, that upward traction. Yeah. And so, and if you go on, on Facebook live, if you go on Instagram live and you do this every single day, you're now creating, let's just say you did it every single seven days a week, right? Because how hard is it to make a quick 10 to 15 minute video of you just talking and sharing something good Yeah, should really, it should be fairly easy to do right now. You've made 365 videos that people, when they go start searching for you or searching for your community, they're saying you were spreading the good news, right? But are you willing to do it? And that's the key, right? So when we talk about, you know, even building a brand, I tell people all the time, I'm like, you just have to go do it. I was on a mentorship call last week and one of the agents, she, it was funny because I went on this whole rant and I was like, afterwards, I'm like, okay, sorry. (laughs) But she's like, no, I needed to hear this. And then what do they do? They actually made the calls, but it was a mindset where she kept saying like, I just, I don't know if people, if I'm qualified to even say it, like it's stopping me from posting on social media or making the calls because I feel like I don't know what to say. And I'm like, just do it. Because every time you do it, you're going to figure it out as you go along. And you're going to, if you get hung up on, you're going to be like, I'm never going to say that again. And guess what? It's the same objections every single time. So now write down those objections. The best cold calling tip I can give you is write down those objections and then come up with two to three different responses. So next time when you hear that same rejection, because it's not rocket science, people say the same shit just a different way. Now you're, you'll are you be able to kill it, but you won't know unless you do it. Yep. And the reality is, even if you are absolutely brand new and you went on Facebook Live and you were just fucking positive, right? Like, first of all, what a change of pace. If you were just positive on social media and you just started talking about what you're doing or what you do know, like that in itself will attract, you know, other people. If I didn't know what to say and I did that, right? Um, when, could you just see me doing it every day, just being super cheery? Like, what's up, God? I don't even know if I could do it right now, but um, <laughs> I don't even know. You have, to be, you have to be true to you. Yeah. So I think that's the key. Yeah. Don't try to be like, hi, I'm Nick. <laughs> but... If you went and, and just to, if you didn't know what to say, go to her. You can still be positive without yes. being fake. <laughs> yes. Just straight face. It's a great day. It's a great yes. fucking day to great be a day. good. Yes. <laughs> One thing I, again, another sidebar. My, I, every day I leave my house, I, I always tell my son, I say, Asher, it's a great day. And he says for every day. Right. So that's that. one thing we talk about every day. So it's a great day for every day. So even with bad news, it's a great day for every day. If all you did is go to a new, a new build. Go to a model home, do a Facebook Live, walk through it, and just talk on there. Talk about what you love about this model home yeah. every single day, and you just did it in different communities. And people will think you're killing it yes. just for the perception of like, she's out there, he's out there every day at a model home. Yep. 
Yes. I mean, it really is that simple, guys. It's just, are you willing to put yourself out there? Because even going back to, oh, YouTube is easy. It's not easy opening yourself for criticism every day. It's not easy putting your, your brand out there. None of that is easy. But you do it because you have this end goal in mind of yeah. like, hey, this is what I want and I want it bad enough. Yeah. By the way, this is how we look and sound. So if you don't like the way it I is, know. it is what it is. <laughs> well, that's someone the best commented, part. <laughs> someone commented on mine the other day, like a little like the fat Taylor Lautner. <laughs> I was like, I mean, look, at least you're comparing me to that. So I'll take you it. You know, I hurt my own feelings the other day because YouTube filters comments. Right. So I went to the filter <laughs> and I was like, why do I have to hurt my own feelings? Yeah. Like they're 99.9 positive. Thank God. But then there's this one that was like, oh, the short sale queen. What did, what did it say, Sam? It was something like um, needs to it, it needs to, to shorten their shorten the amount of food sheets or something. Uh, and I was just like, why yeah. did I do this to myself? Yeah. <laughs> but that's the point. Right. You know, because, it, at the no. end of the day, like this is who I am. Yep. And and if you like it, great. If you don't, no problem. Like it's, I'm not gonna fucking lose sleep yeah, over it. Yeah. Because I have an incredible you could network. Have that night. I don't know. Why did you do that? I know. <laughs> you know. And then you know, of course, I got casted for the TV show, so I can't even imagine. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna stay off the internet. But the point is, is that I'm gonna still continue to do it because I know that what I say brings value. Right. And we have a huge community of people that want to learn from us and the same with you, Yes, you know? And so that's the point is that we have an end goal in mind and we've been doing this so consistently that that doesn't, and it's always the person with no profile picture and, and no videos, of course, <laughs> no anything. Look, it is what it is. Like, yeah. you know, it, even if you're the best looking person, I've seen people go look at those, those models and people, Oh yeah, they tear them up. So yeah. they're tearing them up. It's all good. Not a big deal. All right. So, <laughs> You know, like this is the best it's going to get right model. here. Yeah, this is the best it's going to get right here. So um, if you want to hate on it, hate on it. It's all good. Yeah. But anyways, so um, circling back because, you know, squirrel, I think one thing that if people can take away from this conversation, what I want them to hear, and I think you can agree, is that when it comes down to it doesn't matter if it's a recession, it doesn't matter what market that we're in, but understand even with what's going on right now, there's more opportunity. Sure. And it really starts with what you believe, yep. right? What are, you, what are you believing every single day? Who are you talking to? Who's in your circle? Who's in your, who are you collaborating with that has that mindset, yep. right? And for us, like we definitely invite you, if you're an agent, if you're an investor and you guys are like, hey, I, I, what you guys are saying is speaking to you, like, hey, I need this collaboration. Like we'd love to have you a part of our network. Look, if you, if you believe that, that who you surround yourself will help shortcut the process. Look, you may be struggling right now and this speaks to you. You may be killing it, but you don't know how to get and to elevate to level. that next level. Yeah. And this and this speaks to you. I guarantee you that we have been in your shoes. I guarantee you that if if we don't know the answer, because I bet you we could find the gaps in your business, mm -hmm. um, that we could connect you with someone who can. And that is the, the you know, it's the million dollar Rolodex. Right. And we have that. So if you don't have the answer, you can come to me. If I don't have the answer, I can go to Chauncey or I can go to Jay Kinder. I can go to Nick Krim. I can go to all these people that have right. built, you know, businesses in, in their respective, their respective niche, much bigger than any of us have. And so that is the beauty of it is that we're, we're all in financial alignment. So we want, we want to help put our, you know, my belief system here and our belief system at, at EXP for our agents is that from day one, that every agent should be able to have a seat at the table 
without having to get That's hazed huge. in. huge. Without having yes. to get that hazed in, without having to jump through all these hoops and, and obstacles. Because how many times they're like, hey, you want... You want to have you want to have an opportunity here, but you got to do X, Y, and Z. Like right. I don't have time to do X, Y, and Z because I'm still trying to build out my business. Right. So our belief is from day one that everybody deserves to have the seat at the table, to the best and have access to the best trainings, the best tools, the best opportunities, yeah. so that they can put themselves, their families, and their business in the best position to win, so that they can create a lifestyle they're choosing, not these others. You may not. Most people may not want our lifestyles. Right. And that's fine. Right. And that's that's completely fine. It's how they want to to. It's to their version of success. Yes. And I think, you know, 100%. And I think to add to that, you know, as we wrap up is one thing I want to ask you and then I'm going to give my answer. When you, what was your mindset? Because for everyone that that's listening still, <laughs> um, what was your mindset when you were creating your business in a recession? What was your one thing that you were like, this was my driving force that it did not matter. Like this is, what I did to make me thrive. So, and I still have this, I have a fear of failure. I have a fear of other people seeing me as a failure. I don't know where it comes from. I dropped out of school when I was, when I was in 11th grade because I, I lost my identity playing football. I got hurt. So maybe it comes from that. Maybe I'm still trying to be that inner 11th grader who's trying to search for, you know, to search my way back into the crowd that I thought I should have been associated with. So, so when I started my real estate business, it, I had this fear of failing and this fear of, of other people seeing me as a failure. So what that drove me to do was, was find a way to be successful. And that was to rip off and duplicate what the best were doing. So I just went to, I went to the best of the best. I went to Josh Tashong, who we're both really close friends with. I went to Michael Reese and Jay Kinder, who have built massive businesses. I looked at what they're doing and I just implemented. I didn't recreate the wheel. I didn't try to get cute with it. And I did it every single day. Yeah. I did it Monday through Sunday. And I knew that if I were to execute every single day on this game plan, didn't change it up, I knew that I would be successful. And so, um, and something that I, that I, I trained um, my new ISAs on today that came aboard, I said, you know, I said, guys, the only time we fail is when we give up. And and that's the only time we lose. If you never give up, then you don't fail and you don't lose. Yeah. So just keep pushing forward. And it was, you know, what, what really got us to that next level was elevating or aligning ourselves with that right circle that showed us how to get from, from A to B. We were successful enough. We were a big fish in a little pond. And then we got into that big pond and we thought we were hot shit. And we're like, oh, we're not. It's definitely a wake-up call. Yes. <laughs> I think for me... I always had something to prove. So I was young. You know, I started when I was 21 years old. I was, I was a female in this industry with, you know, a lot of um, high producing, you know, male dominated industry. And for me, it was, I, I was never given an opportunity. And even when I would get positions when I was young, like 18, 19, I, it, it, I was always running things, but I was never recognized. It was like, you do amazing, you're invaluable, but we're, but we don't see enough potential in you to help like build you up and like train you. And so for me, it was like, I knew that if I knew in my, myself, like I could do it. And I knew that I could create that opportunity. And my mindset was I would cancel out the noise. Like it would be my driving factor. Like fear was never 
or failure was never a reality for me because I'm so fucking stubborn that I was like, I'm just going to keep going. Like you keep saying it's impossible and all that's doing is motivating me. You keep telling me that I'm not qualified and that's fucking motivating me. And I think that tenacity, that drive is the reason where I still today, even on stuff that I shouldn't be doing, I'm like, no, I can do it. Thank you. And that that I've had to almost turn off because it has gotten me here. And I've pushed through so many walls and I've set so many like precedents because I'm like, no, I know I believe in myself enough more than you can believe in me. And then it's almost like you say that inner 11th grader, it's almost like I still have that a little bit inside where I have something to prove where I'll be on stages and people will come out to me, those same people that were like looking down on me. Like I remember the first time I spoke at an event and they were like, thought I was somebody's wife. And I wasn't even married at the time. And I'm like, no, I'm here to speak. I'm on stage. Thank you. And then afterwards, they're they're so impressed. Afterwards, they're like, oh, wow. And I'm like, no, don't try to talk to me now. Yeah. You know, but it's this something to prove. And so my motivating factor was like, I don't care what anybody has to say. Like, I'm doing this. And I think that drive of like, hey, do you believe in what you're trying to do so badly, whether it's paying your bills, whether it's the goal that you're trying to go towards, that's going to keep you going. And it's not going to matter with the noise of the recession and it's going to cost too much money because you see that opportunity. And so I think everybody has something like that's why I wanted to know what yours was. Everyone has a, a, a that makes them you know, keep going despite, because they're like, no, I have something to prove, whether it's to myself or to the people that didn't believe in your vision. Yeah. You no, hundred percent. And, and look, if you're hearing this, that speaks to you. There's, there's, there's one thing that my coach says, he's like, look, until you commit, I can't help you. But once you do commit, I promise you, I won't let you fail. So yeah. he always says, commit to going pro. What got you here is not going to get you there. So commit to going pro time to elevate your game. And once you commit, I promise you, I won't let you fail. And that's the key, though. You have to commit and be coachable. Because if if I sit here, and I think that's why I'm so passionate. I just realized it as I'm telling you. Why I'm so passionate about mentorship and why I love it so much. Because no one ever took a chance on me. And so when I see people with potential and they have the drive and that, that same tenacity where they just need the opportunity, I love it. I go all in. But they, that's the difference between people that are just excited about my brand and the people that are actually committed and want the opportunity. Because the people that go all in, those are the ones that are like, you told me to do this and I did it and I got the deal. I'm like, it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so th- those are the kind of people that we want in our network. Like, we'll, we have the keys, guys. Like, you just have to be committing to actually do it, to pick up the phone and make the call because you have to actually do the work. It, it goes hand in hand. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of information that's useless. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you put it all out there. So yeah. just commit. That's, that's it. Commit and don't be scared and, and go all in. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for thank sitting you. down and talking with me. How can people connect with you? Yeah, easy. Just go to nickgood.work. You can, uh, there's a, there's a link on there that says let's talk. So if you want to jump on my calendar and, and schedule a call with me, that's the easiest way to do it. You can find me Somewhere, all the socials, I think, is Nick Good Realtor, something like that. So yeah. if you want to go see the fat Taylor Lautner, just go to Instagram, <laughs> Nick Good Realtor. That's, that should be your new hashtag. <laughs> <It should be. laughs> all right. Thank you again. Thank you. And I'll see you guys next time. If you like today's podcast, make sure to go subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's the Short Sale Queen TV, where I'm releasing weekly videos and daily shorts to give you guys business advice and talk all things real estate. 
If you're getting any value from this, leave a five-star review and I would love to connect with you. Reach out to our website for more learning opportunities, vssqueen.com.